We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Chase Down Podcast presents A City of Champions, a seven-part series chronicling the Cavs' 2016 NBA championship. With help from fans who cheered against us, reporters who covered it, and the players who watched it, we'll take you game by game through the most improbable 3-1 comeback in championship history. Be sure to subscribe to the Chase Down Podcast to relive the greatest series we've seen in our lifetimes. One dribble steps back, puts up a three, won't go, rebound tip taken by Spades, final seconds, it's over, it's over! Cleveland is a city of champions once again! The Cavaliers are NBA champions! The series begins Thursday, April 9th. What's up, guys? This is the Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Lou Dort. You're listening to the Uncontested What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and brought to you today by betonline.ag, a company that I thought I was going to bet a whole lot of money on Chris Paul on the horse contest. And I'm glad I'm did. I didn't. That would have been a uh, a bad plan. I am joined today by Justin. Uh, as as a wise horse once said, uh, nay to that one, Jacob. <laughs> I hate you so much. I know. We've also got Calmier on the line. I'm here. I'm tired. It's time for bed. <laughs> you took a nap like five hours ago, didn't you? Yeah, it's time for another nap, but for like yeah. eight hours. I missed that intro. I yeah. just got done taking a nap. Yep. Hey, how long do you have to be awake before you lay back down and it to be considered a nap and not just going back to bed? Probably a couple of hours. Like, what's the parameters on that? I feel like you've got to get out of bed. Yeah, you've got I don't to think go, it's a set you, amount you of time, but, like, you have to go do something other than just, like, take a pee or something. Yeah. Okay. It's like, um, does it, yeah, you can't, does you it can't. also matter how long I, I sleep again for? <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, if you go too long, then you're just like sleeping, sleeping again. all day. There's like a nap, a nap limit. Yeah, like, I don't know what that number is. Like, is it for like example, over two hours? Is over two hours? I think over. I think two to three hours is finally. But like, for example, like I woke up at eight this morning, and then I took a nap between like one and three. 
Okay, yeah, yeah that's fair. Yeah, that, that's that a nap. feels normal-ish. But if you yeah. woke up at 8 and you went back to bed at 10 and then you woke up at <laughs> noon, is that a nap or is that going back to bed? You just went back to bed. That's like what a baby does. Yeah, you just went basically. back to bed, buddy. You're like a giant baby. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. You're well, <laughs> we've got a handful of things to talk about tonight, guys. The NBA horse competition happened this evening. We're going to talk about the first round of that. We are also going to go in depth with this Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell supposed uh, beef, the, this rift between the two. We're going to try to split that uh, split that tandem up. We're going to trade one of them tonight. We are also going to talk about Thunder culture and play a game of true or false. I'm ready. Should be a good time. But we should first, play a game of dare. Truth or dare? Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> Just on the podcast that... Yeah, and that would be we could, a little we could video all the go dares. to the grocery store without a mask. Yeah, oh, God, we could go. We could, I have a mask. Mine's mine's a homemade mask from one of my teacher friends, and it has uh, French bulldogs on it. It's very cute. Adorbs, oh, very yeah. nice. Uh, well, it doesn't have horses on it, and we're about to talk about horses. My first question: <laughs> How did we decide? That of all the animals we could have spelt out in a shooting competition, how did we choose horse? <sighs> two letters too long, in my opinion. Should have played pig. And then what, yeah. why did we choose pig? Why not dog <laughs> or cat? This is a good question. Ant. Well, you know where you know where basketball originated, right? Canada. I guess. I don't is know. Is that true? No, I don't know. No, I it think, was up I in think like it, Indiana, wasn't it? I think Illinois, it, Dr. James like Naismith, right? Yeah, yeah. It's in peach basket. Actually, yeah, and and that sounds like a very farm activity. So indeed, jump shot, horse, and pigs on that farm with the peach basket. I could have gone with chicken. That's too long. Sheep. That's a, that's a lot of letters. Sheep. Horse is a nice, nice Fish. number. Got five letters. I don't know. Did you guys watch the horse competition tonight? I watched yeah. most of it until we got to Chris Ball. It's like you didn't watch Chris Paul? <laughs> nope. Oh, <laughs> okay. Nice. Um, it was eh. It was, it, it was a thing. It happened. I had very low expectations because, yeah. and I think we talked about this last week, because of when they tried this before at All-Star, and it wasn't very entertaining. I didn't have high hopes. Um, I <laughs> So do, you weren't let down tonight. I was not let down. However, I will say this. I felt like the competitions got better throughout the event yeah the first one with trey and chauncey was, was rough. not good like how many times can we see left hand free throw trey come on like you yeah. have some of the most ridiculous shots i was just but you're going back to the well of left hand free and, throw yeah. three times did you notice that really trey young's rim was like all bent yeah it's that home and court all, advantage buddy. and <laughs> awful yeah and then <laughs> i was just really frustrated because a the camera quality was garbage it's like they were Terrible. filming it with like their motorola's from junior high <laughs> the razors and then um, their sidekicks it, it was just so that was frustrating first of all and there's a couple all, times i could i literally couldn't tell if a shot went in or yeah, not and, yeah and there was like there's a delay and stuff and then in other parts it was like you have people like in gyms or like and like you know, like Mike Conley was in a gym. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that's nice. And then you have like people like on like legitimate outdoor basketball courts. And then you have people like just shooting from home. I'm like, can you not like have more uniformity with this like at yeah. all? That that one, the Conley one, the contrast was rough because he was in this like legit home indoor gym. gym. And who was it? Oh, was it uh, the woman Timothy from Catchings? Indiana? 
she's playing outside and she's Her talking home. about how cold it is and it's windy and it's like a driveway like <laughs> that one was a little rough yeah i was just like i mean like i mean it's still basketball and it was fun to watch the mixed shots and for trey young to go cold once again like you know, going to the University of Oklahoma, never saw him miss so many clutch shots at the end of the year. So, like, he got out to a quick lead just like that season with the Sooners and then crapped it all away at the very end just like that season with the Sooners. So that wasn't surprising. <laughs> well, talking about crapping it away, I was just waiting for Paul Pierce to poop his pants. Oh, God. Man, he, you could tell that's, this man has not done anything athletic even that before awesome. the Wizards. That one was very relatable because that's, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's very similar to how it would look if I went out there, I'm pretty sure. Zach Levine uh, was doing all those like tap the glass and then yes. like flip up a reverse, and it was like, all right, well, Paul Pierce has no chance here. <clears throat> Paul so, Pierce wasn't even jumping on jump shots. Yeah, Paul I mean, Pierce missed trying. a layup. <laughs> he was trying. Uh, at my work, we have a pop a shot machine, That's and funny. every day back when we used to go to work, every day at four thirty, we play a game of pig, and. Whenever I desperately need a letter, I just go use my height to my advantage and like shoot it over the side or like basically dunk it or anything like that because nobody else can compete with that. And I felt like that's what Zach Levine was doing yeah. with Paul Pierce, but with his athleticism, just he, he knew Paul's weakness and he just went after it over and over. It was fun. Like Paul um, could barely touch the, the backboard, the very bottom of it. <laughs> My yeah, there was, was one that, that Zach did where he jumped and he tapped the glass yes. at the bottom of the backboard with his left hand and then, and then flipped it up reversed, with his right. Yeah. And Paul jumped and barely got his fingers to the glass <laughs> and didn't even shoot the ball. My favorite was when he started talking about how it was raining and was like checking the ground, worried that he was going to slip. Like, can you imagine if Paul Pierce like slipped and goes down and like, breaks hey, do you want a funny story real quick? Yeah, I got a Scooby Doo story. <laughs> One time we were playing, Kamiar and I were playing pickup with some friends at an outdoor court in the spring, like, God, four years ago, maybe. And it had just finished raining. And so we weren't, we, we were just shooting around. And then we thought the ground was like dry enough that we could play. And, we were all just like kind of taking it easy and like just passing around the perimeter and putting up jump shots. And then Kamiar, who like plays basketball super aggressively, tries no. to drive in and put up a layup. So he drives in and picks up his dribble and takes a step and plants. And I am kidding you not, this dude looked like Scooby Doo meets Fred Flintstone. Both feet just started kicking back and forth and he wasn't going anywhere. Then the next thing I knew, he was on his ass. Yeah. It was. <laughs> like I slipped on a banana peel. In hindsight, it was really style. funny. That's fantastic. I, I sincerely wish I could have seen that. It was pretty good stuff. Yeah. Hurt my pretty pride. good stuff. So the two odds-on favorites to win this contest, Trey Young, Chris Paul, both out before the semifinals. If you guys had to pick a, a new uh, leader in the clubhouse on who's going to win the horse contest, who are you going with? I'm probably leaning Zach Levine right now. Um, I think for the reasons we talked about earlier, uh, the athleticism, I think he can, he was, I mean, what he was doing was basically like, this is what I'm going to do in the dunk contest, but not dunk it because yeah, they gonna, had a no it's, it's a layup goal. contest. Right. Yeah. He's just going to like, he's going to do all the things that the women can't do. Yeah. <laughs> Chauncey's too or, short. Or, or the old men. <laughs> yeah. So um, I do think though that, um, Allie Quigley was impressive. She she could hit some shots 
on CP3. She I was think. also playing on a rickety ass goal on some cobblestone. <laughs> That's also true. Um, and but, just like a normal ass neighborhood. But I think having to go up against Levine is it's going to be tough. Yeah, I'm with you. If, if I had to bet, if I could bet my whole um, uh, bailout check, Cheeto check, my Cheeto check now, <laughs> I would definitely put it on Zach Levine. Maybe you should. I bet you can do that at Bet Online. I bet so, that but I haven't you. got my Cheeto check yet. So mm. I'm checking right now. Cheeto checking. <laughs> I heard we're supposed to get it like they sent out some co- of them yesterday. Next couple I think. days, yeah. Next yeah. couple days. I want my money. It's my money, and I want it now. I mean, like that J- that G- tree, that tree in the front of my house is just shaking in its boots because it's it knows it's coming down as soon as I get that check. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll chop down that tree for twelve hundred dollars. I want professionals. I'm gonna have a damn tree in my living room <laughs> and say, well, "Sorry, I hope you have home insurance." Jacob's like, so can I get that check now? Or? <laughs> Take your uh, check. <laughs> you give me that check, and then you file the homeowner's insurance claim, and you get that check. This sounds like Ooh. fraud. <laughs> <laughs> now we're working. Now, now we're talking. Yeah, we're both smarter. Move. Uh, all right, guys. Well, let's move on from the horse competition. We've talked uh, probably about 10 minutes too long about that. Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, t- the two first players in the NBA to test positive for COVID-19, uh, both Boo. here in Oklahoma City. They used all of our tests. And then now there is word coming out from The Athletic via Shams Sharania Um and other reporters, I forget who all was on that story. Do you guys remember? No. I th- the I Jones, remember Jones, I forget his first name. Tony Jones, is that his name? Nate yeah, Jones. Tony Jones. Tony, Tony Jones, Jones, who covers over. Utah. And then somebody else all did an was in-depth story. Emick? It might have been Sam Emick, yeah. Uh, about that night, the days leading up to it, and then the days after that night here in Oklahoma City, including talking about Chris Paul sending beer and wine to the Utah um Locker room, which Chris Paul C cool. just looks so good in all of this. That is true. yeah, and, and Utah and Jazz just looks so garbage. Utah no, like, looks like a lot of damage control with it. Like they they knew they knew something yeah. was up before they even flew, and like he tested negative for everything else. And the OKC staffers were like, "Uh, maybe we'll get him tested now for this." And then they all used Oklahoma's tests in like. Okay, see, they used private ones, and they haven't reciprocated in any way. Yeah. And and then you find out Chris Paul sent them wine and beer, and you're like, really? Like, <laughs> Utah Jazz, you can't do anything? Like, even Danilo Gallinari, who hasn't, hasn't even been here, and Chris Paul, and then they haven't even been here for a year, they're sending hundreds of test kits to Oklahoma, to Oklahoma yep. and you guys used, like, literally, what was it? What, what was the percentage of the stockpile? It was, used I mean, not only for Thunder, the team. Or the th- Oklahoma was at like 100 a day at that point. They used 70, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like for your team and personnel. And you used like 60 to 70% of our daily like, supply of this, and you haven't like reciprocated in any way. Like, I swear, when Rudy Gobert dies, Kobe swatting him down to hell. <laughs> <laughs> the mama coming up clutch one more time. Well, of course. <laughs> th- there is, in that article, there was a lot of talk about. Um, Gobert and Mitchell not being on the same page, that that relationship is very fractured. A source close to that relationship said that it is going to take a lot for them to get past this, that he thought it was irrepa- irrepa- irreparable. There we go. 
um, and, and that that relationship was not looking good, leading a lot of people on the internet to start talking about, will the Jazz have to split up their duo yeah. of Rudy Gobert will they trade and Donovan Mike Conley Mitchell? and Donovan Mitchell for OKC's CP3 and Shea Gilgis Alexander? God, that's the stupidest thing I've Service seen. Service says no. Yeah. And then you have other dudes, Josh Aberly on Twitter, saying like, would the Thunder trade? Uh, would the Thunder trade uh, their better players again? Like, I don't know what that means. Like, is he explicitly saying that Russell Westbrook is being better than Chris Paul? Because if that's the if that's what he's saying, look at who's the sixth seed and look at who is about to be the fourth seed before uh, the, <laughs> the Utah Jazz. Yeah, uh, look at almost NBA every, every metric this season. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so if the Jazz, let, let's just talk hypotheticals here. Let's say that this relationship is beyond repair. Yeah, and they have to split this duo. Like up. it's a Kobe Shack situation. Yeah, they have to split this duo up. Who gets traded away? Now, I know this seems like a very simple question. You keep Donovan Mitchell. But not only think about who you trade away, but like the value you're going to get, the the market the player is going to demand, what the return is going to be. All of that considered, what would be the best bet for the Jazz moving forward? Right. I mean, you you got to trade away Rudy Gobert. Like He's on an expiring. He's a defensive player of the year, like three times running or something like that. Um, it's just a matter, a matter of like who wants a big man that can be played off the floor um, that you know you you might not be able to play him and like against like against the against the Rockets like you could really probably play him off the floor if you're hot and um, it's other teams like that that are spreading out the floor so it just it just depends on what teams need uh, I don't know it's a good question. Yeah, I definitely don't think like, Gobert's not a guy that you can necessarily build a team around just because yeah. of today's NBA. Like, there's not a lot of um, franchise cornerstones that are centers, and Gobert's a great center, and he's a he's an incredibly skilled player that can alter games. He's but, a great defensive center, but he's not like a Jokic or anything. Right. He he doesn't have the passing ability of like a Jokic or or the versatility Offensive, of yeah, yeah can't exactly. shoot or anything. Um, but I also think that. I, Personally, like Donovan Mitchell is a good player, but I don't know that I would necessarily think of him as a franchise cornerstone either. I think that's what mm. makes this kind of interesting is is they're both really good players, but I don't know if any one is good enough on their own. And let's, let's talk about that for a second, because this is a conversation that I brought up several months ago, right? That we, We've had this conversation a couple times when I'd be like, okay, let's revisit this conversation um, about like, like, hey, who would you rather have uh, in the long term? Would you rather have Donovan Mitchell, or would you rather have um, Shea? Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, we looked at it like the measurables and by like you know IQ and just like where they are, where they were at now. Like everybody is like, oh yeah, Shea because he has a, he has more physical tools. He's longer, um, more athletic seemingly. He has more tools to his disposal to make him a much better defensive player than Donovan Mitchell could ever be. Donovan Mitchell is only six foot one. Yeah, he's not, he's not yeah. a big guy. He's not a big but he's guy. He's got a six foot ten wingspan, which is stupid. Yeah, that like and and it's just like who would you rather have? And it's funny because we looked. Me and Jake looked at the stats and like <laughs> Shea's numbers mirror almost. Donovan Mitchell's career trajectory. And so it's like, I feel like to me, 
I feel like Donovan Mitchell is almost just a finished product. I think he might get better, a little bit better, mm-hmm. but I think he's about topped out unless he just like goes Super Saiyan. Basically, like he needs to see a real superstar, like like a Kevin Durant or Kyrie or Russell Westbrook or even a Chris Paul or some some guy that like would really work his ass off to really get to that next level and to him being the man in Utah in his rookie year. I don't think he's ever had that. Like imagine if CJ McCollum never had Damian Lillard, like Damian, yep, yeah. uh, CJ's not the where he is today. So yep. I think, I think Donovan Mitchell, it might be good for his career to go somewhere else where he's not the main dog. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm still going Shea long-term because he has CP3, his tutelage and OKC wants to make him a lot of other things. Um, like at the time uh, that he also has so more, so more, uh, so much more many tools to be successful than Donovan Mitchell. I mean, what do you, what do you guys think about that? Especially with the whole Donovan Mitchell topping out right now. I think it's totally valid. I think that uh, age has to be a consideration in that, and I think SGA has a lot of growth ahead of him. Um, I think SGA has a trajectory, a potential trajectory to be a franchise cornerstone. I don't necessarily know that he will achieve that. Yeah, I, I agree. Think he with could that be statement. a great. Yeah, he could be a great Robin to somebody's Batman. Exactly. But he, there is a, a scenario that exists where he becomes Batman. I don't know that Donovan Mitchell can ever do that. I don't think that that leap is there. Mm-hmm. He'll always be a great player. He'll always be a valued player. And I think he'll have a long, uh, fruitful career on many, any number of teams in the NBA. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think you're, I think you're dead on. It's like, how much more does he have to show us? Yeah. And I'm not sure how much is, how much else is there. I feel and- like Donovan Mitchell has a lower ceiling than SGA. Yeah. And with that being mm-hmm. said, not everybody always reaches their ceiling. Yeah, There's right. a chance that Donovan Mitchell gets all the way to his ceiling and Shea does not get all the way to his and they end up being close to each other or Shea ends up being a little bit less of a player than Donovan Mitchell is. But in an ideal world where both of them could completely max out their potential and hit that ceiling, they I think Shea is higher. Time chamber. Yeah. 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 I think uh, I think Shea is higher. I think I think he is too, and I just like I just keep on coming back to like what like what Justin said. I've often said this too that I'm not sure if like Justin said I'm not sure if Shea is a Jordan. I think he might be somebody's Pippin, and that OKC is waiting to draft or trade for him with all those assets. I, I just don't know yet. But mm-hmm. regardless, those are both very good players. Like by no means yeah. like are we like saying oh these players are average? No, they're very good players. Like Donovan Mitchell killed okc in his rookie year in the playoffs murder it's like it's just like and and shea came on the scene and he wasn't as hot as donovan mitchell and then his second year given so much more uh freedom and responsibility showed us a lot more of that shake that he has and all the tools that he that he possesses and it's just like holy crap year two to three i hope it's going to be amazing and so yeah uh both these players are fantastic but just talking about what their ceilings look like and you know, who who can reach it? But I think regardless, I'm still going with Shea because he can play one through three. Yeah, definitely. So so getting back to the whole Mitchell versus Gobert, I, I think the argument here is Mitchell fits the modern NBA more. You would get a lot more of a return for Donovan Mitchell, but do you trade him, get a better return, and then keep Rudy? Or do you trade Rudy for what's going to be probably not a great, deal coming back 
and then keep Donovan and try to build around him or hope that you can hit on something else that really is going to max out your team. Because pre-pod, Kamiya and I were looking through Utah's roster. They have an old team. I mean, Mike Conley is old. And almost everybody's on on expirings and everything. Yeah, Conley's old. Uh, Bogdanovich is old. Um, The Millsap's in Denver. Yeah. um, uh, Ingles is old. Like, Mm -hmm. all three of those guys are in their 30s, and that's like the core of their team. Gobert is 27, pushing 28. You know, I know that's not old, but he's like at his prime. Donovan Mitchell's only 23. Mm -hmm. You know, so so it, it... it's an interesting idea of, of do you trade your better player and get more value back in a trade, or you trade the lesser player but bring back very little in a trade? That's a good question. It's a, yeah, it's, it, it's a tough back and forth. So let's practice it. Justin, right. call me our, you guys are now the front office of the Utah Jazz. All right, let me – hold on. Let me – okay, I need to Google okay. this guy's name. I just uh, I just laid off fifty employees, so I'm getting in the headspace. Um, Justin Zanuck. Maybe went too far. <laughs> That's their right, GM. Got to be just yeah, Justin Zanuck. Okay, so you guys are are the front office of the Utah Jazz, and it has come around to uh, November, and it is clear that you are not going to be able to work out this issue with Gobert and Mitchell, and one of them has to go. We're, we're at a, a Kobe Shaq impasse. Okay. One of them has to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've started to field calls, and you know that you've got to pull the trigger quick. So mm-hmm. I'm going to play the other GMs of the league. I'm going to call your phone. You guys are going to hear my pitches from different teams. I have seven trades in all, and then you are going to make a decision which trade are we taking? Because these are the best things on the table. Okay. Got it? Got it. I'm ready, Freddy. All right. Uh, I should probably look up names of GMs as well. Uh, first one. <laughs> ring, 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 ring. I'm answering. Yeah, I'm answering the phone. Hey, it's uh, Joe Lacob. Oh, oh you're the bastard. Hi, Joe. <laughs> hey, guys. Um, <laughs> that's, so, exact, that's probably exactly what he sounds like, too. Yep. Is so, he uh, crying over Katie still? Yeah, I, I'm still really heartbroken about Kevin Durant. I, uh, I almost every night I cry just thinking about that Achilles. You know, uh, how he it's just, him to just play. awful. But we're retiring his jersey, so so good for God, you. God, Somebody God should. bless that man. I, uh, I want to make a call to you about trading for Rudy Gobert. Go on. Here, here is my offer. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to send you Andrew Wiggins, Kavon Looney. And our first round pick in 2021. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is I want Rudy Gobert as my rim protector on my team with with Stephen Clay, and I also want Ed Davis. Mm. Hmm. <laughs> Repeat what we're getting again, please. You will get Andrew Wiggins from me, mm. Kavon Looney, mm. and my 2021 mm. first round pick, unprotected. I will mm. just like I like my sex. Oh, oh, oh my God! Okay, well they are very liberal in California. Oh dear, <laughs> especially in San Francisco. Oh, am I allowed to say that? Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> probably oh. not. So Andrew Wiggins, uh, Kevon Looney, and a lot of unprotection. I don't know. I I don't love it. I well, don't... well, here, why don't you just think about it? Okay. I'll give you to the end of the day to call me back. Yeah, we'll, th- we'll think about it. 
All right, all right. Talk to you guys later. Bye bye. Think about Joe, Joe having sex. Joe's obscene. <laughs> ring 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 ring. Hello. Hey, it's uh Danny Ainge. Mm, hello, Daniel. How's it going? So good. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm doing well. Doing well. I don't know if this is how Danny Ainge talks, but he sounds like he's a smoker. He sounds like the Marlboro Man. <laughs> uh, I need a center. My team is stacked. We we believe we got a chance to to make a run at multiple Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm, uh, we're, mm-hmm. we're we're hoping that Giannis is going to leave Milwaukee, maybe head west or something. We uh we want to trade for Rudy. If I, we think if we can get that rim protector in here, we're good to go. So uh here so here's my deal for you. You send me Rudy Gobert. That's it. In return, I'll give you another big man. You can have Daniel Tice. And I'll also send you, uh, I, I love this kid to death. He's so smart, but uh, just a little redundant on our roster, and I hate to trade him, but if I can get Rudy, we'll do it. I'll send you Jalen Brown. Hmm. Okay, uh, okay. Do you have any picks that you might throw in? Uh, no, no picks. Hmm. Jalen's okay. an all-star. He didn't make it this year. He was right on the right on the edge. He's only getting better. He's he's a great kid. He's really smart. Uh, he'll he'll flourish out there. He'll be an all star for you for years to come. That's uh, we'll consider it. We'll consider it. All right. Well, uh, well, well, give me a call back. Give me a call back. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Ring 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 ring. Hello. Is, hey, is Sean Marks the GM? Hey, it's Sean Marks. So. Hey, Sean. Do you still work in Brooklyn? Uh, yeah, for right now. Uh, <laughs> Great. You know, New York's been hit pretty hard, so uh, okay. I've been I've been cooped up in the house just making up <laughs> trade ideas. Uh, yeah, and, and wearing a mask. And next year, you know, we've got we've got Kevin Durant, we've got Kyrie. I've heard of him. Kyrie's mm-hmm. uh, he wants me to get some better players. He said. I what wish you just would have told think me about this COVID situation. Uh, he he actually thinks it's uh it's, it's just it's it's a virus, but it's part of the virus in the matrix in the computer program. Mm, it's all he really 5G thinks. Five G towers. It yeah, yeah. yeah. five G. I'm excited though for five G. Uh, so like, <laughs> so uh, Kyrie wants some new players out here, and mm-hmm. uh, okay, he made it pretty public. So I'm trying to get a get a big man out here. You know, they wanted me to get DeAndre Jordan. He's just—he's not Lob City DeAndre anymore. So, so I figured I'd call you out. We want Rudy Gobert. We really want Rudy Gobert, and in return, we'll send you DeAndre Jordan. I know he's not great, but he's still a decent rim protector. He can work for your a uh, little bit older of a team. We'll also send you Garrett Temple and Spencer Dinwiddie. We love Ooh. Spence up here, but uh, it's mm. hard to get rid of him. But if you can send me Rudy, I'll give you Dinwiddie, DeAndre Jordan, and Garrett Temple. Do we get any of Dinwiddie's cryptocurrency as part of the deal? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, mm. 100%. Got it. That's important. Very important. Um. Okay, well, we'll sit on that. Uh, if you go outside, make sure you uh, use protection, yeah. unlike Joe LaCobb. Yeah, we'll, we'll do. S- we'll, we'll swallow do. I've, it and I've see got, what comes got, out the other end. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a, I think I'm, I think I'm set up. <clears throat> so, all right, give me a call back. All right. All right. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> ring, 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 ring. Oh, there's more. Hello. It? Jesus Christ. Hey, it's Jesus. Mark Cuban. Oh, Mark. I love Mark. You? You're one of my. I watch you on Shark Tank all the time. Oh, thanks. I see. I'm trying to make one more good deal before I uh, I, I make my presidential run. You know. Oh, so okay. uh, smart. 
So I'm, I'm trying to work it out here. So I hear Rudy might be available, and, yeah, and I'm interested. Might, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in what you have to say, Mark. I, I, I'm interested in Rudy Gobert. See, I, I make good deals, yeah. uh, good investments. Only the best deals. Only the best deals. Art of the deal. So yeah. so I want Rudy Gobert, <laughs> um, but I need, I need somebody else as well. See, Luka Doncic, God, I, we got Luka with pick number three. Just incredible. Incredible. See, I, just, I make good deals. I'm telling you. So this Are we good sure deal, we're speaking to Mark Cuban? <laughs> yes. I'm also okay. maybe Donald Trump. I don't know. <laughs> okay, go on, Mark. Yes. I want Rudy Gobert, but you also got to send me, and I know this might be hard for you to hear, but I need Joe Ingles. I need yeah. a shooter. I need a shooter to put around mm. Luka. In return, I am going to send you Dwight Powell and Tim Hardaway Jr. I will also send you my 2025 first-round pick. I can't trade any until then. And I also have a 2020 second round pick that belongs to the Golden State Warriors. So you know it's going to be good. They suck this year. <laughs> so you get a really high 2020 second round pick. You get my own unprotected 2025 first round pick, Dwight Powell and Tim Hardaway Jr. I need Joe Ingles and Rudy Gobert. It's a good deal. Helps mm. us both out. Mmm, cubes. You had me, and then now I'm just like, eh. Well, do me a favor. Think about it and get back to me. Okay. All right. Love you. All right. Goodbye. All right. So those are all my Rudy Gobert trades. I was waiting for the phone to ring again. Well, um, I have three more trades. Oh, God. I told you I had seven. Jeez. I have three okay. more trades, and okay. you guys have to choose one of the seven to take. Ring, 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 ring. I'll, I'll take it. Uh, okay. got, I'll take it. What, what do you want? Who is this? Hey, this My is, phone's uh, ringing off the hook all day. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Hey, <laughs> we're down here in Orlando. Uh, Disney's shut down. It really sucks. Um, and I'm trying to make a deal to get the people of Orlando happy again. Here's what I'm willing to do for you. I hear that Donovan Mitchell. Are your beaches Mitchell, still full of people? Huh? Are your beaches still full of people? Uh, I don't know what the hell our governor is doing, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> okay. So I hear Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, they got to split up. So here's what I'm willing to do. I'm going to take that big old Mike Conley deal off your hands. No, that's the best. He's expiring too, so you better have something good. I hey, also want he's Donovan really good Mitchell. He's really horse also. Just he's good at horse. put that out there. I also want Donovan Mitchell. I will send you Evan Fournier. Mm-hmm. Don't do I will pictures send of him. you... Jonathan Isaac, who's going to be good. Mm, Isaac's good. Mm-hmm. And I will also send you Markel Fultz. Oh, he's got a busted jumper. No. Hey, have you? did you watch him last Getting year? He's coming better. around. He's going to get better. there. Yeah, but like it's just like, I don't know. Conley and Mitchell, and I'm going to give you Fournier, mm-hmm. Fultz, mm-hmm. and Isaac. Mm-hmm. Get, get your team a little bit younger. You have any picks? Mm. No picks. Mm. Pixie dust on that, there. That'd be unfor- that's unfortunate. Hmm. Okay. We'll, we'll think about we'll, yeah, it. Yeah, we'll think about it. All right. Get back to me. Okay. Ring, maybe. ring, 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 ring. Hello. Hey, it's uh Sam Presti. Oh, hello. Decline. Hello, Samuel. Hi. Uh, how you guys how doing? Sam I just speaks? got done drumming and uh and working on my beard. Uh, my philosophy book. In his beard. Nice. Um, I also Same. haven't shaved in quite a while. I, I, I like the way the beard was looking, but then all the barber shops closed down, and I got real scared. <laughs> I can so, relate to uh, that. It's getting a little gnarly. Hey, my team is in a really, really good spot, 
and heard we that. heard that there might be some discontent over there. And so we wanted to call and put in a little placeholder on, on Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And so here, here's what I'm willing to do for you, okay? You send me Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell, right? In return, I'm going to send out to you Chris Paul. Have you seen this guy this year? He's been incredible, way better than Mike Conley's been. Chris Paul out there with Rudy Gobert, with all those shooters you have, I mean, you guys can make a legit title run. So you send me Mike Conley and Mitchell. I'm going to give you Chris Paul. I'm also going to give you my promising rookie, Darius Baisley. I will send you a 2021 first-round pick that Miami owns, and I'll send you a 2022 first-round pick that the Clippers own. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued mm-hmm. by your offer. Um, this Darius Baisley kid, I, I heard he was an intern. Is uh, he willing to work for free? Get coffee. Uh, I, he's a weird kid, so he might do anything. <laughs> I'm not really sure. <laughs> he's a really big fan of Instagram. I bet he makes a lot of money on there. And so. TikTok. Smart. Yeah. So Smart. you you may you may have a deal. Okay. Okay. All right. I need to hear back by 5 p.m. Central Time. Okay. Okay. Chill, Sam. Jeez. Hey, I'm a. I don't play games. Yeah, now I'm going to go back to my drums. Yeah, I'll talk def- to you later. Definitely not playing games right now. Ring, 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 ring. Oh, God. Hello. Hey, it's uh, the Denver Nuggets who currently don't have a GM because he's now in Chicago. Oh, okay. Hey. How's awesome. it going? That's it's great. Going? We want to win a championship, and we think we're right there. Mm-hmm. And we it's think true. Donovan Mitchell helps us get there. Mm-hmm. You give us Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell, we'll give you Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Ooh, hello. Huh. Any okay. picks? We're we're so high on Michael Porter Jr., but we we've, we've got to capitalize right now. We've got Jeremy Grant, we've got Will Barton, we've got Nikola Jokic, we've got Gary Harris, Monte Morris. We've got Monte Morris, we've got Tory Craig. Yeah. We've got a stack team. We think adding Donovan Mitchell is kind of our primary wing. Mike Conley, some veteran leadership. You can have Jamal Murray, who just signed a five-year deal. You control that contract for a long time. And then Michael Porter Jr., I mean, you have two more years of him plus his restricted free agency. You're all set up. You can get young with this deal. Think about it. Let me know. Okay. Well, think about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now I'm out of GM mode. You guys have seven trades as the Utah Jazz front office. Uh, the, the Sending Rudy and Ed Davis to Golden State. Sending Rudy to Boston, sending Rudy to the Nets, or sending Rudy to Dallas. You also have Conley and Mitchell to Orlando, Conley and Mitchell to the Thunder, and Conley and Mitchell to Denver. You've got to split this duo up, so you're taking one of these seven. Which one will you take? Mm, I really liked Boston and Denver. Yep. Boston and Denver. But OKC was not bad well. either. But the picks. OKC is not bad. Uh, but right now, it put, if it's you're riding trying, a lot on, on Baisley's future. Yeah. If you're trying to win like, right now, yeah, like you have to go either Boston or Denver. In Denver, you get Jamal Murray, but you also get Michael Porter Jr. Whereas Boston, Tice is actually not bad. And then you get Jalen Brown, who would be really good. Yep. And who we, I, who we splitting with in Den, uh, uh, with Boston? Uh, Gobert? You're just sending Gobert for Brown and Tice. Dude, I would do that. Yeah. 
That one, that one definitely feels good. I think Tice, Tice would be a good fit, and then obviously Jalen Brown, um, <clears throat> getting some younger blood in that Utah roster, like we were talking about. They're they're pretty old. Same thing for Denver. I think that's what made those two st- stand out. Michael Porter Jr. gives you a guy that you can kind of start to be a little more future focused with, uh, looking ahead to what the Jazz looks like once yep. some of the current guys aren't there anymore. Also, uh, they get a little bit younger too. With Jalen but, Brown, but at the same time, like the some of the draft picks that were offered as well could do that, like the ones from the Thunder or mm-hmm. old unprotected Joe in Oakland, um, <laughs> San Francisco now. Pardon, yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Um. Yeah, I think I. I think I think I'm with you, Kamiar. I think I'm leaning towards Boston. Yep. Yeah, same. We're gonna right, take Boston's awesome. pick. So, just curious from your two's perspective, what team is better? Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, uh, Boyong Bogdanovich, and Rudy Gobert, or Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brown, Boyong Bogdanovich, and Daniel Tice with Joe Ingles coming off the bench? Is that second one better, starting Jalen? I like starting Jalen. He's very athletic and he can, can hit. You could also, may, I mean, you could maybe in downsize and put Donovan Mitchell at the one and Jalen at the two, and then start yeah, those start start point. start Ingles, Bogdanovich, yep. and Tice. That sounds more intriguing. That's me. kind of a scary lineup. Yeah, I like that. Interesting. Conley has been terrible. Um, All right. Well, we are splitting up yeah. the the Go Bear Mitchell. Duo by sending Gobert to Boston for Jalen Brown and Daniel Tice. That means Boston has Kemba, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward, and Rudy Gobert. That'll do, pig. I like it. I like it a lot. I also like sending Gobert to the east versus like the Denver deal, keeping him in the west. Yeah, not only keeping him in the west, but sending him to Denver, it keeps him in your division. You see him four times a year. Yeah, right. So it's a good point. Yep. Very good. I like it. Well, Hey, before we move on, let's take a quick second to tell you about betonline.ag. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you would be wrong. Our exclusive partner bet online still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on from their online casino to poker and blackjack. They're bringing Vegas to you. And if you're missing the NFL, no problem. BetOnline has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can also still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. You can bet on whether Joe Exotic will get a presidential pardon or not. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. Bet online, your online wagering solution. All right, guys, let's shift over to some Thunder centric talk to finish this one out. Uh, two things I want to do with the Thunder. First off, Kamiar brought this question up to me, and I thought it was a fascinating one, so I figured we'd discuss it here. I want to talk about Thunder culture. We've talked a lot mm. about that on the podcast this year. Uh, and and definitely the shifting about, of the culture. Yeah, we talked about how like Thunder culture could fix Nerland's Noel, right? Yeah, 
I wonder how many hot dogs he's eaten while in quarantine. Yeah. Probably not as many as I have. <laughs> Dude, I haven't, I haven't had a legitimate hot dog since the last time my dad had a cookout and invited... Oh, the last time I had a hot dog was in my dad had a cookout during an OU game. I think it was OU Army. Mm. And uh, my Jake came over, and my dad like kept on like doubling us up on meat for like hot dogs and hamburgers. So like this dude put like double patties on a hamburger, and he and put t- two, and hot, two dogs hot dogs in one bun. In one Whoa. bun. That, TMI, bro. Yeah, that was Very the last, That was the last time I have had a hot dog. I can see how that might be traumatizing. Two yeah. dogs, one bun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the last time I had one. So, oh dear. Yeah. What are we talking about? Thunder uh, right. culture? Yeah. So the question is, is this the best culture the Thunder have had as an organization, as a team, since that 2013-14 season, uh, which included guys like Kendrick Perkins, Kevin mm-hmm. Durant, Russell Westbrook, Nick Collison, etc.? I think it's an interesting question. My first um, probe <laughs> would be... God, I'm so <laughs> immature. Would be... What are we defining as like culture? Is it just team chemistry or are we talking about like player development? Is it all of the above? I think is it's it all the above. Else? Like, you know, like when you when you think of Thunder culture, what do you think of? You you think of like everybody doing their job, playing hard Buy in. De- yeah. playing their hard defense, high intensity, um, not taking plays off, um mm-hmm. uh, running the Com- break. Camaraderie. Like, re- yeah, camaraderie. Teamwork. Listening to coach and stuff like that. <laughs> You know, playing hard, listening to your coach, the shit you should always do. In basketball. That's not always come easy for Thunder teams. I think 13-14 is an interesting one. But the, I guess my hang-up on 13-14 would maybe be just the Scott Brooks era as a whole. Yeah. Of, like, how much of the, like you said, listening to your coach was going on um, versus maybe the Billy Donovan era which has had ups and downs, but if we're, we're talking about this year um, in particular, I think that there's been a, a whole new level of buy-in from this year's players than maybe we've ever seen from a Thunder team. I think it's because there are people missing mm-hmm. from the team. Indeed. Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. And the w- Go ahead. Go, I was going to say the one other team that comes to mind, but it's a, it's a tricky one to evaluate from a culture standpoint is Russ's MVP year of there was something about that team culture of the team coming off of Kevin Durant leaving Russell staying and really kind of using Russell Westbrook as the, the cornerstone for the team that I think elicited a really high level of buy-in from the guys that were on the team that maybe there wasn't when there was, um, you know, some, some back and forth, alpha dog, whatever you want to call it, between Russ and KD, when it became Russ's team and KD kind of scorned everybody and then Russ became the guy, I feel like there was a lot of kind of just coalescing around Russell Westbrook that season where it gets tough and why I asked the question was, you know, doing the little things. No, nah, that didn't always happen, that team. You know, the team was kind of a mess when Russell was on the bench. Yeah. But from like a, a chemistry standpoint – I think that team is up there as one of the highest for sure. I just think back to Oladipo making comments, not just once, but several times about like having to guard two guys on the perimeter at the same time because Russ refused (laughs) to play defense. And so like, I don't think I don't like, I don't, I think that team, 
didn't have a culture. I just think it was like, all right, let's go let Russ do his thing. And like, we're going to fill in the cracks scoring seven points here, six points there, five points there. Whereas like Russ is not going to play defense. Um, Victor Oladipo is going to play defense. Jeremy Grant's going to play defense. Taj uh, Taj Gibson is going to play defense. Steve Adams is going to play defense. So we're just going to let Russ go ham off of pick and rolls. And um, I just I don't I just don't think the the accountability was there. Like, cause you imagine like back in 2014, um, you had Perk to hold everybody accountable and to call people on their BS. And it was still the Scott Brooks years to where um, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and all those guys, you know, they grew up in that system with Scott Brooks, and mm-hmm. he's the one as the coach that really he was on the journey with them, elevating them from like, oh, we're going to play the Warriors tough as hell to go to the Western Conference Finals against the Mavs and to really defeating the the Lakers again and going to the Western Conference Finals and going to the NBA Finals. And he was the one that rode that, you know, that train, that ship with them. And um, so they were like more likely to fly and listen to him. And then, then all of a sudden they have this outsider come in. And next thing you know, they trade away – they trade away Perk, uh, who, which is like their locker room like guy. He was the dude that was like setting things straight. It, it was it's weird that your alpha dog was like the least talented person on your team if you think about it, other than setting screens and uh, boxing out. But I mean, they literally took the alpha dog away and then gave way to a Russell and Kevin Durant feud that couldn't be cobbled by Kevin Dur- by a. Uh, Perkins because he was not there anymore and I think that's when the tension really started as far as like playing defense my turn your turn your fault my fault instead of you know uh, Perk calling up and be like what the hell's going on with you guys like this is stupid like we're all in this together because Perk knows what it takes to win a ring and then you fast forward to today where it's like Chris Paul is not only probably your best player on the team He's your most experienced player. He is he's the Kendrick Perkins of the team, but he also happens to be the leader of the team and be the best mm-hmm. player on the team and organizing everything. And not only is everybody, of course, they're young, everybody listening to Billy Donovan, but you have a second coach in command, honestly, a floor general in Chris Paul that keeps everybody straight. That they, He says, you know what? They have arguments on the court and on the bench, but at the end of the day, you know they still love each other and they still have this massive cohesion that you haven't seen from a Thunder team since they were really like young and back in the day, and it just it made me think about like is how special that is and how we have not seen that. And I think that's I think that's a big reason, honestly, about like why. Of course, we were going to be sad regardless if the season was going to end. But I think that's another big reason why we're also sad and just like like all shucks, kind of like kind of like that that the season ended because. You know, the season ended prematurely, and you really wanted to see this Thunder team through because you're like, oh, you're supposed to suck. And next thing you know, oh, they're getting a lot better. Oh, they really like playing with each other. And, like, you as a fan, you love seeing the team play together that way, and you love seeing the team love each other and, like, having fun. And it's it's just pretty special. Uh, and the things he, Chris Paul had to say in those 10 minutes of talking about the OKC team, was, that was pretty special too. So I, th- I think that's, like, Playing defense hard, um, you know, like this team brought brought back in Dennis Schroeder's aggressiveness on defense, and like he stepped his game up because of probably seeing a 
what the market's like, but also, you know, you have CP3 there barking out things. So, like, Amy and Jake talked about this. You know, like, if maybe it wasn't that it wasn't that Chris Paul just was bad and that he was washed. He, it was just he needed his own team, and Harden yeah. wasn't he? It wasn't up to snuff for what Chris Paul had to say to him about the truth about how well, he, and he I thought think about the, game, his game, the system too, right? Yeah, like everything in Houston was anti mid range. And that is where Chris Paul's kind of made his living for the Thunder this season. But even so I then, think he's feeling a little bit of freedom yeah, it, on the Thunder and team even to then, kind of get back to in his bag. They like, let with, me hoop. With even That's then, right. with the Rockets, they they were literally Chris Paul injuries away from going to the yeah. title NBA Finals. Sure. Yeah, it's multiple times. So it's just like it's just amazing to me to see how Chris Paul himself, just himself only. Uh, was able to galvanize this this team and Dennis Schroeder, the man off the bench who plays just as many minutes as the starter, buying in and really just like promoting that. And of course Shea's there and uh, just Stephen Adams is there and and just like everybody's starting to like say, oh my gosh, like this is the offense that Billy Donovan has intended to run for the past three seasons, and now you're seeing it come to fruition because you have you know, players that will listen to the coach and you have uh, a player coach, a floor general on the, on, on the court that, you know, offers his own opinions about it that are, aren't like, you know, like he gives like legitimate, you know, input to the coach instead of like, no, 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 I'm going to take it to the cup and stuff like that. So I think, I just think this team's really special. I think this is like the most like thunder culture, which is like hard work, every play, not taking a playoff, playing tough defense that I've seen in a long time. They're all, to me, it just feels like they're all on the same page. There's no <laughs> ulterior motives. <laughs> and when's the last time have you felt that way against that, with a Thunder team? Exactly. Besides exactly. the besides the 2016 final uh, playoffs until Kevin yeah. Durant does decide to piss it away. Yeah, and, and that season, I, I, a lot of people remember those playoffs, but that season mm-hmm. sucked. Yeah, they, like they very, were they so were, disinterested that season. Yeah, they didn't the try on defense at all that season. And then when they got to the playoffs, they really kicked it into high gear. Yeah, that but, season was super frustrating because it felt yeah. like all all we ever talked about was Kevin Durant leaving, and the play on the court didn't do anything to change that. And yeah. then it was like all of a sudden in the playoffs, it's like oh, they might be able to go win a title, and that yeah, might I, change everything we've talked about for the last six months. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, guys, before we get out of here, I wanted to do a quick game of true or false. I'm going to ask one of you guys a question about the Thunder, and then you are going to choose true or false and defend your answer. Uh, Justin, you get question number one. At the end of his career, Shea will have played more minutes at the two through five, so at shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center, than at the point guard position. So basically I'm asking you, 50% or less of Shea's total time in his career will be played at point guard. True or false? Can I take a cop out and say positionless basketball, Jacob? It's 2020. Uh, these positions are outdated. Uh, Shea is a ball handler. That's all he needs to be. No? Okay. So I think the answer is I mean, I, t- I totally get that, but, but uh, <laughs> you know. I'm just, I'm just trying to be a jerk. The answer is false. I think he is going to get a lot more minutes uh, as the primary point guard as soon as Chris Paul is no longer in Oklahoma City. I think it is uh, likely with how well Chris Paul has performed this season that that may begin 
uh, as early as the beginning of next season, whenever that may be. Maybe it's Christmas. Um, but I think I think Shea will start to play more minutes at the one. I think there there is a chance, depending on what talent is available, that the Thunder draft or acquire a high caliber point guard to pair with Shea. And, you know, that again, that's where the kind of positionless thing comes in in my head, kind of like what he's done alongside Chris. But I I tend to see him more in the primary ball handler role. Nice. Comier, the next one is for you. True or false, Darius Baisley will start for the OKC Thunder in the tw- at the beginning of the 2020-21 season. Oh, man, that's tough. Oh, gosh. Um, because I'd say it's only tough because Janelle Gallinari could easily sign an extension or something like that over you know he, he could sign an extension over the offseason and then okay so he could trade him um on draft night or whatever or they could wait and hold out for guys in october you know and um start then and then get all the offers possible and then he could be traded then leading the way for darius Baisley. oh gosh give me that's true. Darius Bezos is going to start for OKC at the four in 2020-2021. Nice. I was wondering if you were going to maybe take this question in a, in a different direction and say Danilo stays and Darius starts at the three. Mm. I don't like that. <laughs> um, Justin, next one is for you. Mm-hmm. True or false, Stephen Adams will finish this contract and sign another deal in Oklahoma City. Oh. I can't my, make them easy, guys. My heart says yes. My head says no. Uh, I think Stephen Adams, I've said it before, but I think he's too old. I think he's too old for the future of this Thunder team. Yes, he's still relatively young now, but the point is the future core of the Oklahoma City Thunder is in high school or maybe middle school, probably high school, though. And by the time they are reaching their peak... The Thunder's core is currently doing distance learning. Right. <laughs> They're probably flunking out of a Zoom class somewhere. <laughs> but um, Stephen Adams will be uh, past his prime. He'll be in the twilight of his career. It's not. It doesn't make sense for Oklahoma City to continue to pay him so much money to kind of waste away on a team that is going to essentially be tanking when I think they could trade him and get some value for him. However, I said, my heart wants to say yes of, I think Steven Adams could fill that kind of mentorship role on a young team really, really well. If they can arrive at a place where both sides feel comfortable with the numbers, I could totally envision a scenario where that happens, but I think it's more likely that he gets moved elsewhere. All right. Kamiar, the last one, true or false. By 2024, the Thunder will have two players in the All-Star game. That's false. They'll have have one, but not two. Okay. Is the one Shea, or is it somebody else? It's Shea. Hmm. All right. I I thought you were going to have a little more of a a debate on that one. You were very decisive, though. (laughs) No, I just think, like, by 2024, that's in four years, Shea will be in his prime, and he'll be reaching... He'll be reaching, or I guess ascending. Maybe that might be a better word. He might. He would should be ascending to reaching his ceiling. Um, he won't have reached a ceiling yet, 
but he'll have learned so many other things. Um, he will likely be a high-level defender by then, um, and he—I imagine his jump shot will be a little bit quicker, and he can fine-tune a lot of the things he does, like just the simple scoop shots, like on the run. This man isn't even like lay, laying the ball up; he's just a scoop shot while he's still like running in midair. It's stupid, unbelievable. Um, so I think, yeah, definitely he will be an all-star by 2024. I mean, he's already participating in All-Star Weekend, but I don't, I don't know about anybody else on the team. It, it would have to be, it would have to be somebody they they would draft or somebody that they would have to, they would trade with all their picks they have uh, for that. And that's just something I'm not sure of, uh, but I am sure that Shea yeah. Gilles Alexander is very special, um, and he will be a very prominent player for years to come. Yeah, the rest of it's just a little too cloudy right now. Yeah, it's hard to make any de- determinations. Yep. All right, guys. Um, that's all I got. Anything else before we get out of here? Um, Are you guys taking uh, in the next round a horse, huh? Shut up. <laughs> I've no. got Zach. I'm going Zach Levine. <laughs> He's my um, guy. What have you guys been doing lately to keep yourself occupied? I haven't played a lot of video a games. Lot of, uh, yep, that's exactly what I was going to say. I've also been playing. I, I've, I've been I've been doing things around the house too. Like I started I started painting the baseboards of my house Good for you Jesus and then Christ, I, that's an I installed low, i installed a new porch light that has a, a high sensor on it so like it's super bright now and like people that like get walk by at night will be blinded it's so bright yeah, um i'm installing good. a new bail a mailbox tomorrow i've been working out on my den and on the on the back back uh, deck in keeping myself preoccupied nice. i've been doing a lot of house stuff too i'm actually um moving at some point oh, wow. and so <laughs> we'll see hopefully people can actually like go to house showings and such eventually but <laughs> virtual house showings doing a lot of painting and touch-ups as well but my wife and i downloaded super mario odyssey we're very late to the party but uh we've only recently acquired a switch and so we downloaded that. I think it was the first night that quarantine started, and we've played it pretty much every night since, and it has been delightful. It's a fun game, man. Yeah, I have been playing video games with my brother and my dad. We all downloaded a uh, a turn-based RPG on Xbox, and so we've been playing through that and having a blast. I'm uh, going to do a, a Zoom uh, bingo game <laughs> this week that I'm fairly excited about. Nice. Uh, can't say I've when the last time I played bingo was, but should be fun. Very good. Well, for our listeners, tweet at us at the underscore uncontested. Let us know what you are doing besides listening to the uncontested podcast to keep yourself busy during quarantine. We'd love to hear and uh, hear what movies and shows and video games you're, you're watching and playing and, and what you're doing to keep yourself busy Uh, here in Oklahoma. It's going to get cold for the next couple of days. So Mm -hmm. not as much outside stuff, which I'm not, I'm not too excited about. Good time to binge Ozark if you haven't. Mm-hmm. I still got to watch Tiger King. Tiger King. Oh, come on, man. Well, hey, if this is your first time listening to The Uncontested, we greatly, greatly appreciate you. We would love it if you would go and click that subscribe button so you can get our podcast every time they drop. We're releasing episodes every late Sunday night, late Tuesday night, and late Thursday nights, so they're ready for you on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings. If you're a long-time listener, as always, thank you so much. We appreciate all of your support, even during this difficult time. 
Hope you guys have a great beginning of your week. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands. Social distancing is working. Keep it up. Let's get through this thing together so we can get back to hoops. That's all we got for you. We will talk to you again Wednesday with a draft special podcast. Maybe a special guest on with us that day as well. So be on the lookout for that. As always, thunder up. Oh, thunder up! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.